Academy in Rome sponsored an exorcism training course in Baltimore. More than a hundred priests and bishops showed up. In November 2004, New York City's Department of Health received a report about two newborn boys from Brooklyn who had suffered herpes virus infections. Both had been circumcised by the same ultra-Orthodox Jewish moil, person who performs a ritual circumcision, who pointed to a 16th-century religious text stating that after performing a circumcision, we spit blood into the earth. Eight years later, on June 8, 2012, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, researchers traveled to New York City to investigate another herpes outbreak. This time it wasn't two babies who'd been infected with herpes, it was eleven. Two of the eleven had died, and two others had suffered permanent brain damage. All had been circumcised by moils who had used their mouths to suck off the blood. New York City health officials estimate that the procedure, called Metzitza Bepe, sucking with the mouth, is performed on about 3,600 babies in their city every year, and on tens of thousands throughout the world. On August 14, 2013, 16 people in Tarrant County, Texas, including a four-month-old infant, came down with measles. A few days later, another five children from nearby Denton County also developed measles. All of the cases were traced to the Eagle Mountain International Church, a ministry associated with a popular televangelist named Kenneth Copeland. Measles had spread through the congregation, the staff, and a daycare center on church property. Virtually everyone who became infected was unvaccinated. During the outbreak, churchgoers were unafraid, "'Cause I know Jesus is a healer,' said one, "'so I know that He's covered us with His blood.'" More than a thousand people in the surrounding communities were exposed in what became the largest measles outbreak in the United States in more than twenty years. Frightened, church officials immediately encouraged parishioners to get their measles vaccine. On any given day in America, tens of thousands of children whose parents have chosen not to vaccinate them for religious reasons can be found in daycare centers, schools, playgrounds, and churches across the country. On November 3, 2009, a 27-year-old mother of four entered St. Joseph's Medical Center, a Roman Catholic hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. The woman was 11 weeks pregnant and gravely ill, suffering from a disorder called pulmonary hypertension. Because the arterial pressure in her lungs was extremely high, the right side of her heart, which pumps blood to the lungs, had begun to fail, badly. The problem had been caused by her pregnancy. For the next several weeks, doctors tried to treat her disease and save her unborn child, but her condition worsened. It soon became clear that unless she had an abortion, her chance of dying was close to 100%. Three weeks later, on November 27th, when the woman was on the verge of death, hospital physicians consulted St. Joseph's Medical Ethics Board and its director, Sister Margaret Mary McBride. Recognizing that four children were about to lose their mother, McBride approved the abortion, and the woman's life was saved. The abortion at St. Joseph's soon came to the attention of Thomas J. Olmsted, bishop of the Catholic Diocese of Phoenix, who immediately excommunicated McBride and severed ties with the hospital. The 700-bed hospital was asked to remove the Blessed Sacrament from its chapel and told it could no longer celebrate Mass.
The direct killing of an unborn child is always immoral no matter the circumstances, said Olmsted, and it cannot be permitted in any institution that claims to be authentically Catholic. St. Joseph's Hospital is one of 600 Catholic hospitals in the United States. Forty-five are sole providers for their communities. During the past few years, books written by non-believers have become quite popular. Most notably, The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins, The End of Faith by Sam Harris, and God is Not Great by Christopher Hitchens. All of these books claim that religion is illogical and potentially harmful. I assumed that as I uncovered story after story of medical neglect in the name of God, I would come to the same conclusion, but I didn't. Somewhere during the process of reading large sections of the Old and New Testament, I changed my mind, finding myself largely embracing religious teachings.